From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, Disneyland Edition for March 26, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, back in the peanut gallery. First, let me apologize to everybody that this took so long to get part two uh, recorded and on online, but uh, the scheduling, it was a lot of scheduling issues. Trying to get the group together twice a week is tough. It's tough enough to figure out what day we're going to record discussion and email shows, let alone adding a second day. So do apologize for that, but I think we've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Uh, we have some uh, segments from our Disneyland correspondents, uh, Tony Spatel, Nancy Johnson, and Wendy Bell, as well as from uh, Dave Parfit. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, City Walk at Universal and downtown Disney at uh, Disneyland. Going to talk about some things to do around Southern California. Uh, Tony Spatel has a great primer on how to get to San Diego from Disneyland without using a car, which I wish I had listened to. The, I had heard this before we went, because this is exactly how we would have done San Diego. And uh, Wendy Bell is going to tell us about a couple of great places to eat. Uh, uh, Baja in uh, Laguna Beach and uh, her favorite In-N-Out Burger, which I've seen them around Southern California, but I've never oh, actually stopped good. in one. I'm, yeah, I go to one out in Vegas all the time. I learned so much listening to the segments sent to us by our Disneyland correspondents uh, that it's, it's great. So I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. Also, uh, Nancy Johnson uh, has her opinion on why you should go to Disney's California Adventure. Uh, while it's under rehab, she brings up some great points. So we're going to include that. And David Parfit has a segment on uh, the Disneyland on Ice show that he went to see with his daughters in Washington D.C., bringing kind of bringing a little bit of Disneyland to uh, other parts of the country. So we're going to get started. Uh, first, I want to talk about the special that was just released yesterday. We talked about it in our discussion show this week, but for those who did not hear it, uh, Disneyland has just announced a special for the summer, which is really the first time that I can think of that they've offered a special over the summer. It's uh, by three, it's say three days or more to Disney, uh, on Disney property, out in Disneyland, any of the three hotels, Disneyland Hotel, California, uh, Grand Californian, and Paradise Pier. Stay three days or more at any of those three hotels, and you get two nights free. Just to clarify, it's three nights. Three nights, excuse me. Three I know, nights. it's one of those uh, travel industry things we have to learn to say. And there's also, um, there, there are also availability at Good Neighbor Hotels as well. Some, oh, there is. Some of the Good Neighbor Hotels is also running. You can get this promotion with those. Oh, okay. So, I, go ahead, Kevin. I was just, I can't concentrate. You talked about in and out Burger. <laughs> we distracted you. <laughs> We've distracted Kevin with food. Um, this is a, uh, you know, at, at the risk of sounding like I'm promoting something, which I guess I am, uh, this is a great way if you want to go experience Disneyland. We have a lot of people that are saying, listening to our segments on this, that, you know, they make them really want to go. 
I can't think of a better opportunity. Keep in mind, Disneyland does not have the kind of room inventory that Disney World does. These are going to go fast. If you are thinking about this, do it. Put your reservation request in. Uh, Of course, I want you to use Dreams Unlimited Travel, which John and I are part owners in, just to make sure that we're clear about that. But uh, absolutely, absolutely, if you are thinking about Disneyland, this is a great opportunity to get a deal that I haven't seen out there. So three nights, get two free. Uh, Also keep in mind... Now, uh, John, what are the dates on that? Do you remember what the dates on that were? I had all written down yesterday, and I don't know it. Here it is. It is a book now between September 26th. Uh, If you're going to stay at one of the Disneyland hotels, it's for travel April 11th through September 26th. And for one of the Good Neighbor Hotels, it's May 1st through September 26th. So this is a, that's good. This is running all through summer into September, which is fantastic. And we are working on... Uh, we've talked about the, the, the marathons, you know, doing the marathon things. There's the Disneyland Half Marathon going on from September 4th through September 6th. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we are putting together a thing. Um, we're going to get some group space. We're going to put together a, a whole package for Dizzers who want to either participate in the race. John has mentioned a strong interest in wanting to run. Uh, <laughs> and Or for those of us who just want to go out and uh, support those who are... Uh, I'm dreading getting on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to go out and support those Dizzers who are running, I know there are a lot of Dizzers planning to run in the Disneyland Half Marathon, and uh, I think we will have a really good time. We're thinking about doing a show uh, during the marathon, which would be a lot of fun. So I'm actually in touch with them. I know we had originally planned that we wanted to do something around uh, California Adventures Food and Wine Festival. That did not pan out simply because of its proximity we would literally have had to have done that in early May, right before we had to do the podcast cruise. Logistically, it was just impossible for me to work out. But September absolutely works for us. So uh, keep in mind that if you're interested in coming out and joining us for that, you know there's this deal going on. We're definitely going to be doing something for the half marathon. I can promise you that. So take advantage of this offer. There's some good deals out there right now. So, all right, the first thing I want to talk about now is uh, City Walk and Downtown Disney. And because they're, they're, they're somewhat different out in California than they are out here. And I think some people are surprised by that. I know I was the first time I was out there. Namely, City Walk. Uh, City Walk is massive in Los Angeles, far bigger than what we have here in, in Orlando. And it's a much different, in my opinion, a much different experience uh, in terms of the stores. There's a wide variety of stores. Much, much bigger variety of shopping opportunities and some really kitschy, unique stores out there. Uh, One of the things we found that Walter's just enamored with was this this little kiosk called Podzilla where you could buy these uh, skins, basically. For your iPod, your iPhone, 
your iPod Touch, and... Actually, I pointed it out to you, and you were enamored. I'm just enamored right now, but you were the one who actually started buying <laughs> stuff. I started Pod- buying them, yeah. Pod- that's true. Okay, that's accurate. i got to give you that. Um, yeah, but every, everybody who's walked into the house today has had to see the demonstration of mm-hmm. the iPod being stuck up against the window. That's Walter sticking his iPod to the window because Ta-da. these skins... Look, Mom, no hands. <laughs> these skins actually... Uh, will stick to glass. So it's kind of cool. They're the coolest. Wait, what's the the, the, the application for that? <laughs> well, I'm thinking like, like remember when we, we had trouble with um, your staying in the, the Chrysler because it would slide off the dash? You would stick These it right, won't slide. Right. You'd stick it right to the dash. Now we have a holder for it, but oh. I could definitely see that. I didn't, I didn't go and these, I just Yeah, these skins have all types window. of different uh, – there's all types of different skins. I Almost have one that's palm trees. He's got some Chinese characters a on black his. black dragon on a, a red background. Um, and it's, it's just really kind of to give you an idea of some of the kitschy different things that are offered out there. Well, the other thing I like was uh, Adobe Road, the Native American Native shop. Native American shop, yep. You Had a lot some of stuff in there. Books, a lot of um, pottery. Very nice pottery. Is City Walk now same as here where it's the entrance to the, the right before no, the park? No, it's actually alongside Universal. Um, so you can either walk into Universal Studios, or if you go off to your right, you can go on to City Walk. But they're like they're right next to each other. And uh, City Walk out there is two stories. It's actually two two floors basically. So and uh, yeah, we have two floors. I mean, the da- most of the dance well, floors are up top. Yeah, that's true. But it, there, it's I don't know. Just their second floor seems bigger. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, our second story is just sort of a half moon. Right, just with a couple clubs. of pla- places up there. Yeah, there's a lot of places to shop. Um, what well, are some of the other places you spotted? There was Spanky, Spanky's Candy. I know there was a chocolate shop. We looked at that. Yeah, lots of, a candy. A lot of candy. Mm. Lots of candy. Lots of candy. Howl at the Moon. The Dueling Pianos were there. Right. Um, the they Rumba- used to be in downtown Orlando. Yeah. yeah. The Rumba Room Dance Club. Mm-hmm. They had a wide variety of stuff. Um, same thing we have here, Bubba Gump. Oh, the, one of the interesting things, the iFly, the uh, big fan. Oh, yeah, you, they've got that like that skydiving simulator where you get the suit on. And you oh, I think these guys did. Lay. Yeah, Will did that, and he crashed and burned, didn't he? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Corey, though. No. Corey not not cool. our Corey. I let Will go first so I could see what he did wrong. <laughs> so, I <couldn't>, <laughs> so I didn't do it. It's <laughs> the same thing you did when we signed the shirt. <laughs> you all go first so I can see what you do wrong. Um, don't they have that crazy Zen zone? Is that the um, oh, oxygen yeah, the, bar? The oxygen bar and stuff, which was really freakish. I tried did that, that once. Did you go in? It? We actually I, did. What do you do with the oxygen? You bar? just you sit Suck there on and the they, tube. No, Don't didn't you? they put? Uh, oh, that's right. That's yeah, they put things like, that hook to your nose. The, things that hook to your nose. Yeah. And you sit there you and you flavored buy, oxygen. Yeah, you get flavored yeah. oxygen. They have, they have one of those in the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas airport called scented. Scented oxygen. Okay. Peppermint air or chocolate air or whatever they have. And, you know, this is supposed to, you know, have all these health benefits. It's a gimmick. It's all very Morticia Adams because there's <laughs> bubbles going through liquid. <laughs> yes. And yes. Sucking it in. Hmm. And you pay for time. You pay for time sitting there. So, however um, long you want to suck down oxygen. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's just, there's a lot of fun things to do in, in, in City Walk. Well, there's very, you know, there's a large shop, but then there's small shops, you know, like the comic book store, the chocolate store, candy store. There's also a lot of places to eat. 
Yeah, there's um, a lot of places to eat. What was the name of that restaurant we ate in? The Daily Grill? The Daily Grill. Now, that was awesome. We were shocked at how good it was and how reasonably priced it was. This is a steakhouse. And, you know, the, the first day we were at Universal. It was cold. It was rainy. We'd been wet all day from the uh, tour. And so we were soaking wet and just wanted some place to eat. But I didn't feel like, you know, hot dogs or hamburgers. And uh, I didn't want to. I was trying to hold out driving back in the rain. So I wanted to go someplace where we could sit and have a meal. And we went into this place. And I got to tell you, the food was fantastic. And for the two of us. To have dinner, I don't think it came to 70 bucks. And it was a slow night, so our waiter was on top of everything. Yeah. Sitting there talking about, you know, Universal, what's going on in town. There's also, and right next to that, there's a Tony Roma's uh, a rib house. Right. Which I'm so-so on Tony Roma's. I'm not a big fan, but uh, there's like a... Said, Bubba Gump. There was um, the hot dog place. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers... Dodgers hot dogs, yeah, which I guess doesn't matter anymore. Isn't are Dodgers leaving Los Angeles or something? Oh, you are so looking at the wrong person. <laughs> I know. I don't know, Corey. No, I don't know. He's the only chance we have. Oh, I think it, maybe their spring training is. Yeah, it's their spring training here in Florida. <clears throat> That's right. They're leaving Vero Beach. Um, so now that's during the day. From what I understand, we have not hung out at City Walk at night. No, we didn't do but that. But from what I understand, this is really in Los Angeles. This is a popular place to go party, and I think kind of like it is here. It's right. you know, City Walk here is a pretty popular place at night for the locals. I think it's the same thing out there. I just think they have a, a lot, uh, a lot more variety of clubs than we have here. Well, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because we got quite a few. We got a, have quite a few clubs now that I think of it. Um, it's just it's a it's a very different experience. It's a very. It seems like we have more bars down here than they had up there, or no? I don't know. There were an awful lot of bars. Okay, there's quite a there few. Were here. An awful lot of bars. So, um, plenty of opportunities to drink if you want to if you want to drink after a day in Universal. But uh, so the City Walk in Los Angeles substantially larger than ours, I would say. Where do we have the Italian meal? Oh, Boca de Pepos. That was good. That was very good. That was very good. Uh, yeah, we had uh, dinner at Boca de Pepo one night, which is an Italian restaurant. So a lot of options at City Walk. It's a nice way to round out the day. It seems like, especially off-season during, de- uh, during the week, Universal closes fairly early, around 6 o'clock. So spending a day in Universal and then spending some time at City Walk is a nice option, especially if you're driving back. Let the traffic die to down. Los Angeles or back to Anaheim. Let the traffic die down a little bit. You're still going to hit traffic, and I would strongly recommend that if you are driving back, uh, as I said in the last show, having a GPS system of some kind is a really good idea because the signage coming from Universal, coming from Anaheim to Universal, is pretty good. Going from Universal back to Anaheim, we got we got screwed up a couple times. How far a drive is it? It's only a 30-mile drive, but the traffic on I-5 in Los Angeles is brutal. So it could take, depending on what time you're leaving, it could take an hour and a half, two hours to get back there. An hour and a half, yeah. But there is transportation. There is transportation provided via Gray Line from uh, uh, the, the Anaheim Hotels to Universal. I don't know about... 
how late they run in terms of if you wanted to finish up your day at Universal and go spend some time in CityWalk, I'm not sure how late that runs. But it is it is a lot of fun. CityWalk is really nice. It's enjoyable to walk around. There's, like I said, there's a lot more shopping opportunities in CityWalk and Universal in Los Angeles than there is out here. Yeah. Now, by comparison, downtown Disney in Disneyland is substantially different, I think, than uh, ours ours here oh, in yeah, terms of size. Absolutely. We have much larger downtown Disney here. It uh, seems a lot more subdued, though. It's not uh, as crazy as the one we have. I didn't think. Depending on what time what time you were there, I mean, on the weekends it was nuts. You could barely move. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so I mean, crowd wise, no. I mean, it, it gets. I think it gets very chaotic. Um. Again, I think that one of the big differences is because uh, for a lot of people, it's how they get to the park. That's what makes those crowds so bad. I remember going yeah. into the park one day, and it was like you're in this mass oh. of people trying to get in and, through downtown And Disney. vice versa, after the parks close. Right. Um, I remember trying to get into the world of Disney to look at some of those Oshevsky pieces. After uh, It was right after the park closed. You couldn't breathe mm-hmm. in that yeah, world of Disney I store. Stood- at the pool, you went and you were back in like ten minutes. Yeah, saying, it was I terrible. can't even get in the in the store. It was terrible. Uh, dining options at Downtown Disney: you've got uh, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, Tijuana Joe's, Tijuana Joe's Mexican food. You've got House of Blues out there, which is very similar to our House of Blues. They have the concert schedules. Right. They do the gospel brunch on Sundays. Uh, you've got Catal, which is a more upscale uh, restaurant. The pizza um, place. Uh, you've got uh, Naples, Napolini. Naples, yeah, Naples, right, and, yeah. yeah, Naples and Napolini. Uh, Napolini is just like if you want to go in and grab a pizza, a couple slices of pizza. Naples is actually the sit-down part of that restaurant. Very good, and that was very good. Uh, you've got La Brea Bakery, La Brea. Rainforest Cafe. The Rainforest uh, Cafe is there. ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, I kind of zone. I kind of, I kind of yeah, glaze over at uh, Rainforest Cafe and ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Two places I'll just have no interest in walking into. Then they have little places like uh, Jamba Juice and Hagen Dazs. Yeah, little snack places. The Build a Bear, that is such a popular. It was packed. Store out it there. It was always, always packed. packed. There's in a fact, line to Val- get in. Well, that was on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, that's true. That was on Valentine's Day. There was a line out of the store, snaking through CityWalk. Oh wow! Or uh, Downtown Disney. You always see people carrying their little boxes. Always. It was very popular. We sat outside at um, House of Blues and we were having lunch and we sat and counted the boxes that would pass us. We have one in Florida Mall and it's phenomenally popular. They do birthday parties. They actually have little tables and chairs set up out in the in the actual mall area and it's just phenomenally popular. I didn't know that. that would also be an idea to replace Virgin if they didn't do Apple. It would be a hit. Build a bear? Oh, I would be so disappointed. Well, so would I. The world's so would I, but it would be popular. We have a build a bear in T Rex Cafe now, but they also have the component of build a dinosaur. But you can build a bear as well. You have, I mean, it, like I said, your, your your options at Downtown Disney for eating was very good. Yeah, but sure. it's also you have to keep in mind the cost of eating. It just seems to me the the, the cost of food out there is higher than it is out here. There's just no no way around it. Yeah, I mean, Tijuana Joe's, of all the places we ate in downtown Disney, Tijuana Joe's was by far the best deal in terms of the cost of the meals and the size of the portions. 
you were well fed and the food was really good and the prices were reasonable for what you were getting. Well, we go to the parks all the time, so we're used to expensive food. If, if the food is expensive so much that it catches our attention, then it's expensive. It's pricey. When I'm walking around going, God, this is expensive. Yeah, you know it's pricey. So it's something to keep in mind. Uh, not so much with the nightlife at Downtown Disney. I really think, you know, House of Blues is probably the big draw for nightlife at Downtown Disney. Well, the I'm only to other think. places that that's bar that, in the middle, and what's it called? Well, that's I'm, yeah, but that's just a bar. Yeah, if you um, want to. See. Although you can order food from Catal at the at the at the uh, what's it called the Uva Bar. Uva, yeah. That's well, right. Ralph Brennan's is pretty happening at night. Is it that that, that main piano bar area? I mean, it's more of a sit down type of uh, atmosphere. You know, listening to music and oh, that was throwing a few back. But. My best evening was at the jazz kitchen listening yeah. to the piano player. I paid him five bucks and he did feelings for me. There, Kathy. Good. Kathy got up on the side of the piano with a <laughs> dress long, oh, red, long red slurt <laughs> with uh, her Michelle. She Michelle Pfeiffer did. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. I. I will. I would have to say, given the choice, I think I prefer Downtown Disney here, simply because of the size. Uh, we have a lot more options. There's not a whole lot of options as far as shopping goes. I mean, you can buy Disney Chutzka. Well, you've got the World of Disney store, which I find to be much, even though it's smaller than our World of Disney, it's much better uh, organized mm-hmm. and it's much better stocked. Yeah. Um, I was stunned that you know, I was just in our World of Disney yesterday looking to see what Oshevsky pieces they would have in there. Because the World of Disney out in California had everything. everything. One piece. Well, really? Art Castle. Ours has the the those pieces are in the Art of Disney store. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to see because oh, okay. I mean they also had them in various stores throughout the parks. Is and there stuff. an Art of Disney at the downtown? There Disney? is not. There is not. Uh, but their World of Disney again, like I had said uh, in the last Disneyland show we did, there definitely seems to be a much much more of a collector vibe at Disneyland than there is at Disney World. And I think that that audience, the Disneyland audience, are, are much bigger collectors per se than the Disney World audience is. Yeah, even though the Disney World audience is bigger. And so I'm, um, I prefer I prefer that world of Disney out there to ours out here by no, a like long shot. They're downtown Disney better because it I seems agree. like all the the restaurants are sort of like down one end, and you've got your shops. I just think it's laid out better. I like how there. intimate theirs is. Yes. Yeah, there's that, there's that factor, I think, from a size standpoint. I don't know. I like, how, I like how expansive ours is, that you can kind of walk through, and there's a, the whole experience to it. I, I, I do like that. Um, and I liked out there that they had the performers. That's what I was about to mention. That on the is weekends, a big difference. They have incredible That's a big performers. difference. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, you get these great local uh, performers that just do some great stuff. I mean, they do, and it's all free. It's all free. You could sit there for hours and watch these guys play. So, and, and there's a lot of quality people there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, all right, that's our discussion about City Walk Downtown Disney. I want to move on and talk about uh, doing some things around Southern California. Um, part of the big draw for me, anyway, in a Disneyland vacation is that we can get to. You, we can get to other things in Southern California that are really cool, like Newport Beach and 
Venice Beach, Look go down, beach. go down to San Diego, and on the show uh, a few weeks ago, one of our listeners had asked, uh, one of our listeners from England had asked if they wanted, to, you know, they were going out to Disneyland. How could they get to San Diego without driving? She did not want to drive in California, and I really thought it would be impossible, a, a nightmare. But uh, our Disneyland correspondent Tony Spatel. Uh, took up the uh, the torch and uh, has a, a segment we're going to play now on how to get from the Anaheim hotels down to San Diego. So here's Tony. This segment is in regard to Mel's email from England that was read on the Disneyland email show, and she was concerned about taking transportation from Disneyland Resort throughout Southern California if you're not going to drive a car, Myself, not being from England, I wouldn't want to drive a car in England either, so I can appreciate you not wanting to drive on the other side of the road here. But how are you going to use public transportation in Southern California, go to the zoo, go to SeaWorld, go to the Wild Animal Park when you're staying in Disneyland? How are you going to get down south to San Diego and enjoy some of their um, parks and things that they have to offer? Well, I did some research, and also growing up in San Diego and living in Orange County, I do understand some of the ways to get around. So this is the ways you can use the public transportation to get from Disneyland to the places in San Diego and you do not need to rent a car. Um, First, the Amtrak works really great in Southern California if you have someone to pick you up. But unfortunately, you're not going to have anybody to pick you up. So, well, what are you going to do? So let's start by getting you from the Disneyland Resort area to the train. Well, there are really two options. One option is to use the Anaheim Rapid Transit, or ART. ART is a trolley kind of thing. Really, it's a bus that looks like a trolley. But anyways, it goes from the resort area to different places in Anaheim and around the Disneyland Resort area. And they do have a shuttle that takes you to Amtrak, which is not that far away. It's only a few miles away. But um, I did call them and I asked them, well, you know, what if I had a lot of luggage if you're coming from England? Or if you're with a big family, you might have a lot of luggage. And they said it's basically just for one bag per person. So you could use it, but you're going to have to deal with the luggage. Of course, if luggage is not an issue, then art would be a great way to go. You can also get around other places in the Disneyland Resort area, such as going to Garden Walk. The prices to ride the art are from $4 for a one-day unlimited use pass all the way up to $16 for a five-day unlimited use pass. You can purchase tickets at rideart.org or at kiosks at some of the off-site hotels, as well as the Disneyland Resort and the Anaheim Amtrak Station. The Art does other shuttle runs around the Disneyland Resort area, taking you to restaurants, to Garden Walk, to other locations around the city of Anaheim, and those routes run about every 20 minutes. Now, of course, if you are going to San Diego, you will need to find Route 15, and those run approximately every hour starting around 6.30 a.m. So that's one way to get to Amtrak and then take the Amtrak to San Diego. I suggest, though, however, after pricing out taxi service, it's a little less than three miles to the Amtrak station, which is at Angel Stadium, and with tip and tax, it would be around $10 to $15, and that's an overestimation of cost. So with luggage, and especially if you have kids or a family, I would suggest taking the taxi to the Amtrak station.
Now that you're at the Amtrak station, it's time to get to San Diego. Well, the tickets prices for the Amtrak trains that go from Anaheim Stadium to downtown San Diego, prices approximately $22 each way. You can get discounts of 10 to 15% if you're a member of AAA NARP military students. Of course, if you want to get one of these discounts, you do need to purchase the tickets three days in advance. And you can visit Amtrak.com to purchase tickets and to price out your um, journey. But um, that's just just so you know, that's about $22 each way. So that's $44 round trip for those of you that could not do the math. Um, there's an extra $13. For an extra $13, you can get a business class seat. And the what that gives you is it guarantees a seat. It gives you extra leg room. It gives you a an outlet to plug in your laptop or whatever. But as someone who has ridden on the train to San Diego plenty of times, it's not really necessary because the train is a lot more comfortable than the plane, and there are outlets around. So I personally wouldn't spend the extra $13. I know if you're concerned about, well, I want to make sure I get a ticket, those trains never sell out unless you're on a holiday weekend or something. So I wouldn't worry about that. You could show up to the Amtrak station and purchase the ticket, no problem. So reservations aren't really needed. The train that you'll ride to San Diego is called the Pacific Surfliner. Trains leave daily beginning at about 6.44 a.m. and they leave about every 70 to 75 minutes, ending with their last one at 5.10 p.m. going to every 70 to 75 minutes. There are two more trains. One leaves at 9 from Anaheim and the other one leaves at 10.40 p.m. from Anaheim. So basically anytime during the day you can get from Anaheim to San Diego. The ride takes a little bit over two hours, ten minutes, depending on stops and if there's any issues or anything. As someone who's ridden the train from Anaheim to San Diego plenty of times, it is a really nice ride. It's relaxing. You don't have to deal with the traffic. It's a great way to get to San Diego. Uh, Know that if you're looking for food or beverages, they do sell alcoholic beverages on board. Um, In terms of food, you're not really going to get anything other than plastic-covered, pre-wrapped purchased out of a box food so don't go on there for the great dining experience of a lifetime but if you want a bag of chips or a cookie then you'll be happy and if you want to drink beer you'll be happy too because that's no problem on the Amtrak so you've gotten from the resort to the Amtrak and from the Amtrak now you're in San Diego so the question is where should you stay with your hotel considering you have no car well you really have two options you can stay in downtown San Diego and I'll talk about the hotels there in a second or you could stay in a place called Hotel Circle And Hotel Circle is the obvious place where there's a lot of hotels. That's why it's called Hotel Circle. And there's a way to get there using public transportation, using the San Diego trolley, which I'll talk about in a minute. San Diego train station called the Santa Fe Depot leaves you off in the heart of downtown. And you could actually walk to your hotel. Within half a mile, there are more than 10 hotels, including a W Hotel, Westin, Holiday Inn, Embassy Suites, Hampton Inn, Westgate, Hyatt. Travelodge, the U.S. Grant, which is a famous San Diego hotel. There's even more within one mile. So know that there are a lot of hotels in downtown San Diego, a lot of nicer hotels, but there are even some more moderate-priced hotels, as I just mentioned. But they're only within a half mile. So you could walk if you wanted to. You didn't necessarily need public transportation. Of course, again, you could take a taxi. Since it's only a mile, there's another suggestion. So you have a way to get to your hotel. The train station is not far away from a place to stay. So you can either walk, like I said, or you can take a taxi. If you're not familiar with downtown San Diego, downtown San Diego is right on the waterfront. 
there's shopping, there's some of the retired military aircraft carriers, obviously aircraft carriers, military, anyways, there's um, plenty of stuff to do if you stay downtown. They have a revitalized part of downtown called the Gas Lamp Quarter, which is great if you want to go to a club or if you want to have a really nice meal, but it's a great place within walking distance of the downtown hotel that you'll probably stay at. So now that you're at downtown, the real reason you came to San Diego, other than the weather, was to go to SeaWorld, the zoo, and the wild animal park, and now this is how you would do that through public transportation. After speaking with some of the concierges at the downtown hotels, they suggested the best way to get to the zoo and to SeaWorld is probably to take a taxi because the zoo and SeaWorld are within one to five miles depending on which direction of downtown you are in. So a taxi would probably be the most inexpensive way to get to the zoo or SeaWorld. You could take a bus, but that would take a lot longer, and San Diego Public Transit, in terms of buses, isn't the greatest. The trolley, that's great, but you'll hear about that in a second. So if you're staying downtown and you want to go to SeaWorld or the zoo, I would take a taxi. You can get to the zoo, you can get to SeaWorld by a taxi, no problem. The question is, how can you get to Pete's favorite place, Wild Animal Park? Wild Animal Park is not close to downtown San Diego. It's very far away from downtown San Diego. So how are you going to get there in public transportation? A taxi is going to be outrageous. A bus would take you three days. So how are you going to get there? Well, fortunately, many of the San Diego hotels offer a shuttle service through Gray Line Tours, which fortunately is the same company that does the Disneyland shuttle from John Wayne Airport that Pete talked about on one of the recent podcasts. So it's high quality. I have no financial relationship with them either. But just letting you know that Gray Line Tours is the tour company of San- in San Diego that provides shuttle service from hotels to the Wild Animal Park. And it is about a 30-mile jaunt. So public transportation is pretty much out of the realm of possibility. And the prices for those Gray Line Tour buses, if you want to include your Wild Animal Park ticket, it's $67. And if you just want the shuttle, it would be $31 round trip. I called the Hyatt uh, Hotel downtown San Diego, and that's what they suggested. I called a couple of other hotels, and they basically said the same thing. You can visit them on their website at sandiegograyline.com. So that would be really the only way to use transportation to get from a downtown hotel to Wild Animal Park. That price is round trip, by the way, $31 round trip. $67 round trip, including a ticket, but you can do it either way. As I alluded to before, there is another option when traveling to San Diego and using only public transportation. This other option is to stay in a place called Hotel Circle. Hotel Circle is about six to eight miles northeast of downtown San Diego in the Amtrak station, and it's a place in Mission Valley, San Diego, off the 8 freeway. You can check that out on Google Maps that has just tons of hotels of all different price ranges and the beauty of its location is that from the Amtrak San Diego does have one piece of great public transportation and it's called the San Diego trolley it's a nice red trolley it's fun I mean I guess if you're from England it's no big deal but you know Southern California we don't really have a lot of public transportation that's fun and the trolley is kinda fun when you arrive in San Diego on the Amtrak right across the tracks are the other set of tracks for the San Diego trolley. And the San Diego trolley will take you straight to Hotel Circle. It would take about 15 to 20 minutes to get there. Um, But one of the stops there on the trolley is at a nice mall called Fashion Valley. 
on the other side of Fashion Valley, just walk across a little cute little bridge, you're actually at one of the big hotels in Hotel Circle called the Town and Country Resort. Again, I have no financial relationship with Town and Country Resort. Of course, I'd like to, but I don't. And um, I would actually suggest possibly staying there because you can go straight from the Amtrak to the trolley, get out at Fashion Valley, walk across a little bridge, and then you have this resort hotel right there. Of course, if you don't want to stay at that particular hotel, you could get a taxi from the Fashion Valley Transit Center where the, where the trolley will let you off. And if you're going to do that, you are going to need to call, and I can tell you because I've used that trolley stop a lot, it's not like New York. There will not be taxis waiting for you. It's San Diego. A lot of people drive, so you're going to have to call a taxi. Of course, that's why I would probably just stay at that hotel. But if you want a more moderately priced hotel, you could take a taxi to a few miles down the road, and there's hotel after hotel after hotel, hence the obvious name, Hotel Circle. But that is one suggestion. Another advantage of staying in Hotel Circle is that the trolley line, if you get back on the trolley and head east about a mile, you're going to hit another mall and another dining and shopping experience. And so all along the area that is known as Fashion Valley slash Hotel Circle has shopping and dining and consumer experiences to your heart's content. And so that is Cheesecake Factory, those kind of places, um, sports bars, stuff like that. And so one advantage to Hotel Circle is all of that. Also, if you stayed in Hotel Circle, you could hop back on the trolley and go downtown to do some of the things we had mentioned before, to go to the bay, things like that. So that's one advantage of staying in Hotel Circle. Now, Hotel Circle is about five miles, give or take a few, in either direction to the zoo and SeaWorld. Not in the same direction, but you are about five miles away. So really the best way to do it would be to take a taxi again. So my suggestion, if you're going to stay in Hotel Circle, you'll get great public transportation to downtown, to the Amtrak, and to other shopping and dining experiences. But if you want to go to the zoo and SeaWorld, you'd probably be best served by taking a taxi. If you want bus information and trolley information, you can visit their website at SD mts.com sdmts.com and you can even plan out your trip using the bus or the trolley and the price of a one day pass for the trolley is about five dollars so it's really an inexpensive kind of fun way to get around San Diego or at least part of San Diego if you want to get to the wild animal park from a hotel and hotel circle you're going to use the same tour company that got you there if you stayed in downtown the San Diego Gray Line Tours Again, the same price, $31 round trip, $67 for a round trip ticket, and a ticket to get into the Wild Animal Park. Well, I sure hope I helped everybody with some information. For those of you that have been wanting to come to Disneyland and then wanting to go down to San Diego but saying, I don't want to deal with the traffic, I don't want to drive a car, and thinking, oh, there's no way we're going to ever get down there because I'm not driving. Well, you know what? It is possible, and hopefully I've helped bring some people that were thinking on the fence about whether to go to San Diego because they didn't want to drive, that, hey, you can do it. So hopefully I answered your questions and helped you out, and I hope to see you real soon here in sunny Southern California. Thanks. Bye. Well, thanks very much for that, Tony. We appreciate uh, that very thorough that was Breakdown. great. Isn't that, wasn't that fantastic? I felt like I was on the Amazing Race. <laughs> to the train, to the trolley, to the bus. <laughs> Roadblock. 
<laughs> just kidding. Now you drove. I, I would not. I wouldn't go on the freeway if I wasn't with you. I would not drive it. So yeah, I, I kind of I broke my fear um, of driving in California on this last trip. You did an excellent job. And uh, but I, I'll tell you, had I known this, I think it would have been easier. This is to have done so that. how we would have done it. How long was it by car? It took about two hours each way. Okay. And some of that was spent in traffic. Oh yeah. And I mean, I like the freedom of renting a car and, and doing that, but it gets expensive. Uh, you know, unless you're just going to rent a car for one day, which most people don't do. Uh, you know, you're paying two, three, four hundred dollars depending on the time of year. I know the first, however many times I went out there, we rented a car and drove, and then just sort of parked it at Disneyland, and this way. You know, you wouldn't have to do that. And now that I take the bus, that to me is so much easier yeah. than driving out there. Well, especially if you're European and you worry about driving on the opposite right. side of the road and everything. This would just make it so much easier. Now, you know, Tony was talking about uh, San Diego Wild Animal Park, which, you know, Walter and I just kind of keep harping on how great it is. Um, Walter, do we have the information on the zip line handy? They have just added... Uh, a new attraction to uh, with something else John has expressed great interest in wanting to do <laughs> is they have a zip line now for those who are not familiar with a zip line something I would never do in a million years this is basically a really really long rope that is high up in the air that goes from point A to point B and you get put into a harness and you slide down the rope be more of a cable far. than a, a cable rope, rope you slide down the clothesline yeah basically Flight line statistics. Uh, when you're training, you're on an area that's 450 feet long. There's a 30-foot drop. When you're actually doing it, the um, flight line is 3,677 3, feet long. There's a 421 drop in elevation. Speaking 421-foot drop. So this is a, a cable that extends over 3,000 feet. Snap. Is 400 <laughs> feet in the air. And you're on a harness going down this. Average speed, 31 to 56 miles an hour. No, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> For me, it would be 140. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be hearing sonic booms as John goes down. <laughs> Quick, throw things in his path to slow him down. Do they have like a guy that Tinkerbell. pushes you? <laughs> 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 Kevin will wind up doing the single ladies dance. <laughs> I'd probably die. Now, I was a little surprised at the price. Because the price to get into the park is $35. Right. The price to do the zip line is $70. $70 if you're not a member. Uh, member of what? Member the of the park. The crazy club. <laughs> I, I would do it. Yeah, I would do it. The park is a nonprofit organization, so you have memberships. The oh. zip line is for profit. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned something. I don't mean to, to, to uh, deter the conversation here, but he mentioned something. Have you guys done the garden walk? Have you gone to that area? No, we no. have not no. gone to the garden walk yet. We went. How Did was you? it? Is that where the Crystal Cathedral is? No, we're is back it? in Anaheim now, folks. Oh, okay. No, it's, I thought it was a more of a shopping district. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. You I, can actually walk to it. We took a cab oh, there. Oh, is it like down behind back. the convention center? Or like in the convention center area? They have a different definition of you can walk to it than I do. <laughs> the only reason I bring it up is I just read an article about it recently how poorly it's doing, and they're thinking about shutting it down. It was dead. It's like it was a really, zip line. It was really dead. <laughs> yeah. When we went, we just went to go check it out, but a lot of the stores weren't open yet. And so it's we, doing very poorly. Yeah. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, that was a complete non sequitur. Um, 
So, Garden Walk is dead, and... <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever been to the Hoover Dam? <laughs> uh, and the zip line, you say $70. $70. Do yes. the zip line, but you, all, you have to go through a training piece first. Yeah, that's where you have the... Uh, you train over the 31-foot 30, drop, and the training thing is 450 feet. So, they do give you some training on a smaller one. So, it's a 450-foot long cable, 30-foot drop on the training... 3,000-foot cable and a 400-foot drop. Yes. Why would you want to highlight the drop? Um, well, that way you know you could see a lot of stuff if you're 450 feet above it. You know. Okay, so I, I just want everybody to realize the Tower of Terror is, what, 200 feet? Anything over 200 feet, it's got to have a... Well, I, don't think it, yeah. I don't think it's a vertical drop. I think you drop in elevation 400 it's feet. It's a decline. Yeah. But still... No, I disagree. If you're saying the, the length of the rope is that many feet, that's your decline. I think they're saying you start it out. It does say in, change in elevation. Uh, 421 foot drop in elevation. Right, yeah. so you're going from yeah. there to there. That's what I just said. It's but not still, a vertical drop. At some point in time, you're changing, not bungee jumping. You're cha- you're changing no. your position by 421 feet while you're tethered to a rope. Yeah, but that's yeah, like that's coming awesome. down a mountain. Well, it's like when the yeah. ski jump. I would want to shred off the <laughs> ski jump. You, you, I mean, All right, so you do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you think I'm going to hang from a rope? <laughs> Do you see the word stupid on my forehead? I got squeaky there, didn't I? I Just a bit. Squeaky a from. Bit. So that's um, a great way to get down to San Diego. Uh, some of the other things to check out in San Diego, obviously, are SeaWor- uh, SeaWorld. Well, Pete, one thing to put it in perspective, you know, the, the 450 feet drop, you know, the tethered balloon only goes up 500 feet. So that's... Yeah, quite the change in elevation. So, so you have uh, Wild Animal Park, as we've talked about before. You also have uh, Sea World San Diego, which is uh, sixty-five dollars for adults, fifty-five dollars for children, three to nine. Um, and as Tony mentioned in his piece, if you're staying at a hotel, uh, if you decide to stay at a hotel in San Diego for a couple of nights, that's a quick cab ride to either uh, Sea World or to the San Diego Zoo. Maybe next time we need to check out the zoo. Yeah, we do. Because we haven't been yet. We do. Now, one of the questions I think we get asked more than any other is in terms of eating off-site. Where is there to eat off-site? Now, this will be by no means a comprehensive list of places to eat off-site, but uh, Wendy Bell, one of our Disneyland correspondents, has a couple of suggestions for places that she likes. The first one is In-N-Out Burger, and here's what she has to say about In-N-Out Burger. Hi, everyone. This is Wendy Bell, your Disneyland correspondent. And tonight I just had dinner, and I said I have to podcast about this because you all need to know about one of my favorite places to eat here in California. You know, when I go to Florida, I have to eat a Cracker Barrel. When I go to Chicago, I have to have a White Castle. Well, if you're coming to California, you have to go to In-N-Out Burger. Um, This is a West Coast um, chain, and it's by far one of the best hamburger joints you will find anywhere in the United States. Um, what I really enjoy about In-N-Out Burger is that everything is fresh. They do no microwaves. They have no freezers whatsoever. Um, everything is made in the store. So, for example, the potatoes are actually, the french fries are actually made out of potatoes. I mean, that's a definitely a cool concept. Um, the, the tomatoes, the lettuce is hand-cut. I mean, everything is fresh. Um, your burgers are made right there when you order it, so there's nothing waiting um, around. They don't have heat lamps or anything like that. 
Um, and the prices is really reasonable. You know, you can get a hamburger, a french fry, and a Coke there for under $5. Um, the menu is very basic. It has hamburgers, french fries, shakes that are made with real ice cream, uh, coffee, and soda. Um, now, there's some things that locals know about that others don't. You can ask for things animal style, and um, you can always try that. Animal style your fries or animal style your burger. Just means that they're going to put a ton more stuff on that that burger. Um, I know in the French fries, it's going to have grilled onions and cheese. Um, it's just going to make it more um, extra better, if you like that. Um, Anyways, it's one of the best places to eat, and the closest one to Disneyland is off of Brookhurst. You actually just go up to Ball, make a left, and then make a right on Brookhurst. So if you have a car, it's maybe like a two-minute drive. Um, if you go to their website at inandoutburger.com, you can actually get directions. Um, you can actually buy um, memorabilia. This um, chain has been around since 1947 and actually hasn't changed their menu since they've been open. Uh, They rarely do commercials. They're just a local favorite and they're a pretty big chain now um, from word of mouth. So if you're coming to California, I cannot say anything else, but make sure you come to In-N-Out Burger. All right. Enjoy your trip here to California. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for that, Wendy. I see them all over uh, California when I'm out there, the In-N-Out Burgers. And wasn't didn't like Paris Hilton get busted driving drunk after coming out of it in an outburger? <laughs> and you can also go to their website, and they have all the lingo. So if you want to ask for an animal or a protein, there's a whole bunch of different things. But if you want to look like you blend in, go to their website first. Many, Good idea. Many night in Vegas, we've had to go to in and out Burger with some cravings. Yeah, I would add something to Wendy's review. I would suggest you have to eat it there. Mm-hmm. The minute you put it in the bag and drive away, something changes with the fact that it's now steaming in the bag. The burger doesn't have that. The bun doesn't have that crispness that it has when they hand it to you in the restaurant. And you sit down and eat it. They toast the bun. So there's a little bit of a crispness to it. Mm-hmm. The fries are just she's right. Everything's made. You wait for your food. Uh, but if you eat it there, it's perfect. If you take it home with you and we've done both. The quality drops exponentially, hmm. in my good, opinion. Good point. No, I agree with you. It's just it's better in there. And they're open very, very late at night. So it's one of those things that after the casino closes in Las Vegas, it's a great place to go. Before the casinos the never close in Las Vegas. <laughs> after I get tired of the casino. After we lose all our money. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of... Uh, uh, Five dollars for a burger, fries, and a soda. I found it much more. I thought it was much more expensive than that. Maybe in California it was cheaper. Everything's more expensive in Vegas. You're calling Wendy a liar. Really? (laughs) I didn't think it was expensive. You didn't pay. (laughs) (laughs) But I also didn't have any. They they did something to my stomach. It was literally as soon as it came in, it came out. However, we were eating them at one o'clock. Lovely. You've been planning that since this. You I need. have. I'm trying to squeeze that in there. <laughs> but we also ate them at 1.30 in the morning yeah. after the casino's closed. Uh, now, Wendy has another suggestion for a place to eat. Uh, this time, uh, if you're adventurous and you want to go check out some of the areas along the coast, we talk about Laguna Beach, Newport Beach, Huntington Beach. Uh, the restaurant Rockin' Baja in Newport Beach is someplace she recommends. So here's what Wendy has to say about that. 
everyone, this is Wendy Bell, your Disneyland correspondent here. And today I thought I'd do a review on one of my favorite restaurants. It's the Rockin' Baja Coastal Cantina, located in Newport Beach. Uh, this is a, a chain. It has about six locations in California, and they're building a few outside of California, one in Austin and one in Biloxi. Uh, it's a great restaurant to go to if you want to be next to the beach. This one is actually at the Newport Beach Pier. And it's super easy to get to from Disneyland. If you have a car, I can tell in three steps. Five south, 55 south. Take that all the way till it ends. You'll be on a regular road. And when you get to 21st Street, make a right and you're there. So it's super easy to get to from Disneyland. Now on parking when you get there, it is a coin-operated parking. So it's 25 cents every 15 minutes. So please bring your quarters. Now, when you get there, just make sure you park. If you want to walk around, there's great little surf shops. You know, if you're looking for, you know, Volcom, Quicksilver, Roxy, all our surf clothes, there's definitely a lot of shops. And also, too, you can go down the pier. So this is a great location not only to eat at but also to do some tourist uh, stuff. Now for the food. Now, plenty of choices on the menu. Um, the prices range anywhere from 10 to $26. So it's definitely from the low to the high. Um, for example, a taco plate is going to cost you $10. They have, they call it angry tacos, dirty tacos, surf and turf tacos, um, and they even have a shrink and they even have a shrimp and bacon tacos. So very unique um, items on this menu. However, today I want to talk about one of their most famous, which is the Baja Buckets. The Baja Buckets range anywhere from $18 to $26 per person. So this is definitely on the high end of their menu. However, today we went to their website and found a special. They actually had a bucket for two, their 25th anniversary special, for only $29.99. And that was for total for two. So make sure you go to their website prior to visiting because a lot of times coupons are going to be on their site at rockinbaja.com. Now, the first uh, bucket they have is the Shrimp Lover's Bucket. This is completely just shrimp, um, a dozen large shrimp for you to have. Um, the uh, next option would be Baja Beach Bucket. This is snow crab and jumbo shrimp. Then they have a Surf and Turf Bucket, but this is shrimp, snow crab, grilled chicken, and carne asada. And then their original bucket, and this is my favorite. It's carne asada, grilled chicken, um, Baja shrimp, and their famous slipper lobster tails. It's $25 per person without a coupon, and it's an amazing meal. This is something that you know we'll pay full price for um, anytime we want a, a good day out. Now, it basically, it starts with chips and salsa. You're also going to get tortillas, and the tortillas are fresh. Um, they have a nice flavor to them. Plus, you're going to want to say pass the butter because the butter is one of my favorites. It's amazing. It has honey and a chili um, spice to it. So it's definitely a unique, um, unique taste. I mean, I can eat like five tortillas, so I really recommend passing that butter. Um, the next thing um, comes out is your salad. And for salads, um, it's an extra charge. They have a Caesar salad, and it's bottomless. For one to two people, it's $3. And for three to four people, it's $5. It's an excellent salad with tortilla um, strips in it. Um, but you might not even want to get that because a lot of food's coming at this point. Now, after the salad, you're going to have um, the actual main menu, the actual main entree. And it's uh, beans and rice. And then you get your bucket. Um, the carne asada is cooked perfectly. Um, the chicken is not my favorite, but, you know, it's chicken. It's not the main thing I'm coming for. Um, but the 
shrimp and the lobster, they are flash fried in their shell, and they have a Mexican spice um, that is just amazing. It has a very rustic taste um, from the Baja Mexico um, food range. So it's definitely um, just an amazing spice on that. Nothing I've ever had um, anywhere else when it comes to seafood. So you have that. I mean, it's just so much food that's coming to you. Um, for for dessert, we had fried ice cream. It was only $5, so that was an excellent price. And then just, you know, for the children menu, um, it's all under $5. So you really can't go wrong there as well. Now, they also serve many uh, drink options from buckets of beer to um, their Baja Bomber pitcher. So you can have a really good time at this restaurant. It's a, definitely a surf restaurant. It's very, very casual. Um, and again, it's right at the pier. So if you're coming to Newport, you're coming to Disneyland, you need to stop by Rockin' Baja. Thanks. Have a good trip. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for that, Wendy. That uh, doesn't necessarily appeal to my it's culinary taste. a lot of fish for you. Yeah, way too much fish for me. And I'm thinking, is there one on the way home? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. It sounded so good. I know, Walter. Yeah, Walter was salivating listening to that. Um, this is why I'm so glad that uh, we found these guys uh, for our Disneyland correspondents because they really know the area. This is something I just would never in a million years have found. Um, and by you know, also that see those suggestions on how to get to San Diego without taking a car, I never would have figured out. So um, there is one other thing in terms of eating uh, off Disneyland property that I have to highly recommend, and that is on Main Street in Huntington Beach. I've talked about it on the show before. It's a place called the Sugar Shack, and it is without a doubt – the, one of the coolest places you'll eat. It's a Huntington Beach original. It's where all the locals go. It's not by any means fancy. It's very hole in the wall. But you have... We've had breakfast there several times. And I'll tell you, it's a phenomenal breakfast for like under $7. Hmm. And I mean, a lot of food. And it's delicious food. And I even asked the server the last time we were there, why is this so cheap? And she said the owners have been the owners for 40 years, and they're part of the community, and this is they, they're, they're not as interested in money as they are in just really kind of preserving oh, that's nice. this, this place and having it as, as a place for locals. And you, will, you, you can't miss the Sugar Shack because... While there is seating inside, there's also seating outside and in back. And as you're going down the street, you'll see all these restaurants. And, you know, they'll have a couple people in them. And then you get to the Sugar Shack, and the place is just jammed. So you know this is the place to eat because this is where all the locals are. So the Sugar Shack, which is on Main Street in uh, uh, in Huntington Beach, some great places to shop around there as well. Yep. So if you wanted to make a day of this, you know, head over to Huntington Beach in the morning, have breakfast there, do some shopping. Drive down to Newport Beach. You could do lunch at Baja, Rock and Baja, and then go shopping on the pier out in Newport. Take and then couple. on your way home at night, go through In and Out. Go through In and Out Burger. There you go. And if they go on Friday or Saturday, the uh, pier will have the what is it? Art fair, craft fair, craft art. show. Oh, on Sat right on the weekends in Huntington Beach. I, I I think they're still doing it. I'm not sure. We haven't been out there in a while, but they they used to uh, on the weekends. Have this great little art festival. Yeah, but they had really nice stuff. You're not just looking oh, at yeah. no, your it's basic not. crap. It's really nice stuff. A lot of local artisans. 
local craftsmen have stuff to sell, everything from jewelry to housewares to clothing. The wooden baskets, card baskets like out of cedar. Yep, made out of uh, tree trunks, yeah. out of one, out of one mm. piece of tree trunk. I actually have one on the bar in my family room. It's very nice. And uh, lots of neat stuff. Jewelry, a lot of nice jewelry, mm-hmm. handmade stuff. So that is uh, some of the things you can do around Southern California. Um, one of the uh, we're going to move on to our next piece uh, and hear from Nancy Johnson, our other Disneyland correspondent. We had uh, read an email on the show a few weeks ago from a listener who wanted to know if it was worth going to Disney's California Adventure during uh, while it was undergoing rehab. As we as we've talked about, uh, DCA is go- undergoing a, a massive uh, rehab right now, a billion dollar refurbishment. Uh, to make it more appealing, I think, to locals because they designed the park really with tourists in mind. And uh, so Nancy has some uh, Nancy has some comments on going to Disney's California Adventure while it's under rehab. So here's Nancy. Here's my take on California Adventure. Frankly, I love the park. I get it. I understand that it's designed to showcase all of the good things that California has had to offer. People don't get, why is there Paradise Pier? People don't get that the California Pier amusement parks were just as famous as Coney Island in their day. They don't understand the storyline about how these are the golden gems of what California has to offer. That's the storyline that ties the various sections of the park together and really brings it into a cohesive unit. It seems disjointed, but it's not. As far as the issue of the rehab and should people go visit it now or wait till after 2010 to, you know, see it post-rehab, I say if you don't go now, you're missing out on a lot of things too. Really, the only attractions that are down are the the sun wheel, which is going to become Mickey's fun wheel, the big giant Ferris wheel, which some of us are frankly scared to death of, and the Golden Dreams Theater, which is going to become the home of the Little Mermaid attraction. Occasionally, depending on the construction work, they might pull California Screaming down. But right now, that's still going. Really, the only area that's fully affected by construction walls is the Paradise Pier area. That leaves two-thirds of the park unaffected. You can't even notice that there's construction going. People should take advantage of the really fun activities. The Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. That is a really fun experience, climbing up the fire towers and going across. And even if you have a fear of heights like I do, I can still go through that area. It's a really nice area. You know, the Grizzly River Rapids. You have such really cool attractions that people hardly ever go into, like the animation building. You have Turtle Talk with Crush there. You have the animation um, school there. You also have the Beast Library and Ursula's Grotto. And you also have the Toy Story Zoetrope, which is one of the most amazing attractions. And it's just a fabulous room to just chill out in with the giant television sets. You have, you know, Bugs Land, yeah, it's for the kids, but it's really fun to ride Heimlich's choo-choo train and go through all the smells and everything. There's so much good in that part that I think if you just take a day where you just pay attention to the little details of California Adventure... The construction walls won't bother you so much. I mean, after all, that lagoon didn't have anything in it to begin with, so you're not really missing out on an attraction of the lagoon. For some people, it's just 
odd to see Disney have construction. The way Florida is designed, it's so easy to hide attraction building and attraction construction. They just don't have that luxury out here because of the size of the park and because of the angles and the views and the bridges and the way California Adventure is designed. And when you go there, you'll see that and you'll understand that. But I think it deserves a little bit of sympathy. That's just my take. Well, thank you for that, Nancy. I appreciate it. A couple of things she mentioned that I really agree with, uh, especially the zoetrope in the animation building. This is a... uh, uh, a zoetrope is a it's this big round thing. I mean, it's massive, like maybe eight foot round, with a series of images of uh, Toy Story characters in various poses. And what happens is it starts to spin, and then a strobe light goes off, and it makes it look as though all these characters are in motion. It's like, it's really cool. It's a really cool way to demonstrate animation. And I tried to videotape it, but uh, the video, the, the, even with my camera, uh, I don't know what settings I would need to use in order to really Is capture it. Is that relatively it. new? Uh, it was, this was the first time I'd seen it, but then again, I haven't been in the animation building in a while. As Nancy points out, the animation building seems to get overlooked a lot. This is in the Hollywood backlot area. Of, As I've been there, I don't remember seeing that, though. So. It's, yeah, this, I hadn't noticed it before this, this visit. Hmm. And it's really, really, it's fascinating to watch. You will find yourself standing there watching it go around several times because you're just like, it's really yeah. wild. And uh, it's, these, it's all the Toy Story characters. And it's really neat. And also, like she said, you know, even though there is construction going on in the Paradise Pier area, right now the lagoon is, has been drained and there are construction walls up. Because they're putting in a nighttime, a night, a nighttime water show uh, in that lagoon, and uh, that's that's why they're that's what they're working on right now. But virtually everything is open. The only thing closed, like she said, the sun wheel, which is no great loss in my opinion, because that's a frightening looking thing. That's mm. like a Ferris wheel, but the 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 buckets you sit in are on these tracks and it kind of smooth the buckets move back and forth and swing and yeah. well they have stationary it's fun just don't eat before you go on it yeah. <laughs> just it's fun to stand at the bottom and listen to the other people scream yeah exactly yeah scream and curse but you can go on the stationary ones there are non Disney language coming out of that ride <laughs> my brother rode that my brother thinks he's a big tough guy screaming like a Girl Scout <laughs> for them to stop. Stop! Let me off! Well, by the time they load that whole thing, if you're, you know, you're up top for quite a while. Right. And as the wheel goes around and your bucket swings toward the center of the wheel, it's not quite as scary from what I understand. It's when you start to make the loop over the top and that bucket you're in now goes swinging out into what looks like space. Oh, yeah. But if you're a chicken, you can... St- uh, choose to stay on a stationary one where they don't or sit go on, on the, the bench track. and make fun of people who yeah. are yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm definitely grounded for that ride but uh, you know it's 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 funny because ever since uh, the last show we talked about California Adventure and I mentioned how, man, how much you know the locals seem to hate it I've been getting inundated with voicemails and emails from people I'm from California and I love it well apparently there's not enough of you otherwise they wouldn't be investing a billion dollars to rehab the park so it's a uh, it, it, but I, I love it. I love California Adventure. I think California Adventure is an awesome 
Did uh, we talk about Aladdin's theater? That, I don't think we did. That that to me phenomenal first, show. Yeah, it is. It was really great. We've gone back a couple times and done that. It gets big crowds, but the show is really in the theater that it's in. Mm-hmm. It it really adds to the experience. The Hyperion too. Theater. Yeah, the Hyperion mm-hmm. Theater. It's beautifully designed theater. Holds. I don't know its, it's actual capacities, but it's got to be in the thousands. It's a huge theater. It was actually the best part of California Adventure, as far as I'm concerned. I haven't been there in uh, several years, and I'm sure they, I understand they've added new things that I haven't seen. At the time, I thought it was the very best part of California Adventure. And I have to admit, she's right about Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Walter and I did that. Oh, it's so funny. We it's Corey's favorite ride. <laughs> what do you say when you ride the train? You Corey? can't help but laugh. Yeah, Corey, what do you say? I love candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> every, time I, every time I, 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 I see that attraction, I think of Corey. Not that we set him up for that or anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Aladdin's Theater back in the Hollywood backlot is also, yeah, that's great. It's a great show. It's a great stage show. And as we mentioned, the, the, the quality of entertainment in California, in those theme parks, by virtue of the fact that they're so close to Los Angeles, the quality of the entertainment is just several steps above uh, what we have out here. Not taking anything away. We have some great entertainment here in Orlando, in our theme parks. But, you know, the guys and gals out in California, they're going for stardom. And so, you know, you got, you got a lot of people at the top of their game who right. haven't had their big break yet. You don't really come to Orlando for that. No, you don't. You don't come to Orlando to get found. I think the architecture in that part of California Adventure, it reminds me of the architecture in Disney Hollywood Studios, yeah, that early 1900s, early Hollywood glamour. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the recreation of it. Also, the uh, there's a store I think is probably my favorite store in all of Disneyland uh, is on that street. It's called Off the Page. Yeah, it's a great store. That is a phenomenal yeah. store uh, with, you know... Artwork and a lot of the Oshevsky pieces I found in that store. Isn't that kind of like an art of Disney? It is kind of like an art of Disney, but done much better. Our art of Disney should should be like that. Uh, it's so yeah. Off the page is a is a fun store. Mm, I agree. And again, you know, with your Disney Disneyland annual pass, you actually get real discounts on that stuff when you're out there. Every oh, on virtually everything, not just in the World of Disney store, which is where we get it here with our annual pass. But, and I think uh, Turtle Talk with Crush out there is better than here. At least the theater. I haven't area. seen it out there. Yeah, I like that one better. So, all right. Now to wrap up our show, we have uh, for those of you not getting out to Disneyland or not getting out to Disneyland for a while, uh, David Parfit, our, our one of our special correspondents for the show, went to go see Disneyland on Ice with his two daughters in Washington D.C. And he has a report on it. So here's David. Greetings, everyone. This is David Parvitt, special correspondent for the Diz Unplugged. And I'm checking in with my Disneyland report. As you know, Pete's a big fan of Disneyland. And I know how much he's been trying to get some more Disneyland content on the show. So here I am with my Disneyland report. I am in Washington, D.C. How do you get Disneyland in Washington, D.C.? Well, by putting it on ice, of course. 
So I am here for the Disney on Ice Disneyland Adventure. Evidently, they put the Disneyland Park in California on ice. So hang out with me for a little bit, and we'll get a special Disney fix right here in Washington, D.C. The premise of this show is that the Incredibles, Bob, Helen, Violet, Dash, Jack-Jack, take a family vacation to Disneyland Park in California. And yes, it's all going to be on ice. Do you want to put a bullet through your head yet? <laughs> I think I need my correspondent on the left. What are you two saying? <laughs> Do you want to put a bullet through your head yet? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking of creative ways to kill myself. <laughs> we saw a, something similar here. We saw was, the Haunted Mansion on ice or some such nonsense. It was actually Walt Disney World on ice and it was the well, same Well, you know, premise. maybe some people would be interested in this. Can you hear what they're hearing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let David finish. We're here on Main Street. You can see a topiary with Mickey Mouse's face, just like you would see in front of the train station. <laughs> So the Incredibles arrive at Disneyland, and they were selected to be Grand Marshals for the parade on Main Street, and they're getting to meet Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto. So now you may have guessed, the Incredibles are in... The Haunted Mansion. But this is not like any other normal ride in the Haunted Mansion. This one is on ice. I'm talking with Scott McDonald. Scott, you want to tell me a little bit about your role with the show? Well, I'm the performance director for the show, so I get to watch every show to ensure that we're presenting the best product that we can. So how long have you been working with Disney on Ice? I've been a performance director coming up on three years now, and I was a skater with the show for ten years. I've been around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you get started with Disney on Ice? I always knew from when I was younger I wanted to be in show business. So, uh, so when I was finished competing, I... Audition for the show and they said they were hiring basically right away so that following summer uh, I started what's been your favorite part of being in Disney on Ice oh, my favorite part I don't know I'm just I feel I'm just very lucky to be doing what I love to do and get paid for it and to travel I've been to over 30 I think 37 countries now you know one summer I was skiing in uh, Chile and then the next week I was on the beaches in uh, Brazil and Great Wall of China, Eiffel Tower, the Har Sydney Harbor House. It's a lot of great things. Yeah. And a great way to see different cultures and how people react. And even within the show, 
it's great to see, you know, backstage we have 10 different countries represented within this show. Well, great. Well, thank you, Scott. Oh, that's good. All right. Thank you very well, much. Thank you very much. So is Alex and... Jared. Jared, how long have you been skating with the show? This is my, oh, my first year. My brother yeah. signed me up for it. I've been skating for about one year more. What's been your favorite part about being part of the show and the tour? Probably the uh, just the fact that we get to perform. I, I enjoy the, the variety. It's um, you know, the, the show has so much. You know, you've got the, um, you know, okay, what the hell is that? <laughs> is he dead? Is that one of the grim grinning ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Is it deep throat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you conducting this in a in a in a in a parking garage in Washington D.C.? Uh, <laughs> I really like what I do. <laughs> what did he say? I, my brother signed me up for it. How do you skate if your brother signed you up for it? Am I going to dare? Does our workers' comp cover crisis counseling? <laughs> Recreating a park on ice. All the costumes are exactly the same thing you find from Disneyland. It's not changed in any way, so it really does feel like you're in uh, Disneyland. So there was a lot of research there then that went into recreating some of those scenes and some of the attraction? Yeah, it does feel a lot like Disneyland. It's, it's really cool. Did you spend a lot of time in Disneyland? Actually, the first time I've been to Disneyland was actually when I was over working in Europe was my first time there. That's where I got to see everything, and it really tied it in, brought everything together. And that really was cool. Disneyland Paris? Yeah. Then? Okay. Yeah, in Europe. And how about you, Alex? I've actually never been. Um, Is that right? This tour does stop in California, and hopefully we'll have time to see the park there, and I, I can't wait. I've never been, and a lot of the girls, the skaters here, have been numerous times every year, ever since they were little kids, and we've um, already got a couple that are set up to be our tour guides. They okay. have the park mm-hmm. like the back of their hand. Thank you very much, Jared. Thank you very much, Alex. So good luck with the rest of your tour. Enjoy yourselves. Now the Incredibles are meeting up with Edna Mode. And I have to say, for some reason, Edna Mode always reminds me of Kevin. I can picture Edna Mode on the runway of Project Runway. Dude, snapped you back. I'm going to start drinking again. (laughs) So if Mary Blair is concerned about putting Disney figures in It's a Small World, just what would her family think about It's a Small World on ice? (laughs) 
So Pete, this is the one you've been waiting for. It's your favorite ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, but unlike you've ever seen before, because this Pirates of the Caribbean is on ice. So that was Disney on Ice, a Disneyland adventure. And I have to say, I went into the show thinking it would be a little bit on the cheesy side. And that part didn't actually let me down. (laughs) That being said, I've seen a couple of these Disney on Ice productions being a father of two small girls. I have to say, this is actually one of the better Disney on Ice shows that I've seen. My ticket was $15. I was sitting up in the upper level. And the way they interpreted some of the rides of the Magic Kingdom was actually pretty clever. I have to say, the Haunted Mansion scene with the music from the Haunted Mansion was very cool. The Pirates of the Caribbean scene with the music of the Pirates of the Caribbean was actually pretty funny. And so, believe it or not... If you want to get a little bit of Disney, get a little bit of that Disney fix, this was not all that bad of a way to do it. And for two hours, for $15, you can do worse for entertainment. So that's it for now. That's my Disneyland report. This is Dave Parfit signing off for the Dis Unplug. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all later. Take the recorder away from him. <laughs> we had seen this a couple of years ago, and we had seen it here in Orlando, and we said to ourselves, we didn't particularly enjoy it, but we could certainly see how if you're somewhere where you're not near Disney and you're, Saskatoon. Dis- right, and, right. and you're a Disney fan, you probably would enjoy it very much. Well, here are some of the, uh, the upcoming uh, show dates uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, April 9th through the 12th at the U.S. Airways Center. Uh, April 1st to the 5th in Ontario, California at the Citizens Business Bank Arena. March 26th through March 29th, Colorado Springs, Colorado at the World Arena. April 23rd through the 26th uh, in Louisiana, Bossier City? Bossier City? B-O-S-S-I-E-R? At Century Tell Center. Sorry for mispronouncing the name of the city, but... April 17th through the 19th, Springfield, Missouri at the JQH Arena. April 30th through May 3rd, Laredo, Texas at the Laredo Entertainment Center. So if you want uh, more information on showtimes and prices, we'll have a link to this on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Well, thank you again, David, for that very uh, entertaining uh, report on Disney on ice. Before we go, we have one last thing that we need to do, and that is to award the promised six-day, five-night resort magic package at the Disneyland Resort uh, to someone who signed up for our podcast mailing list. It's me. (laughs) Did you sign up for it? I've asked Corey to go ahead and draw the name. Corey, who is the lucky winner? The the name is Stacy Mogul. She's a Disney bride in 2K3. Oh, wow. On She's going to be so excited. Oh. Yay. Congratulations, Stacey. Should I give out her phone number and email so other people can yeah, call like her? Yeah, I can. <laughs> 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 a trip with her. Beg her to take them with her. That is a, as I said, that is a six-day, five-night resort magic package at Disneyland. Uh, it's going to include park hopper passes for up to four people. 
in your party. And uh, the dates that uh, there are restrictions on the dates you can use this uh, April 26th through May 24th, May 29th through June 18th, August 2nd through August 29th uh, are the dates where this is available. Uh, there are some dates in November and December where uh, it can be used, but they're kind of sporadic. But uh, if you can use it basically between uh, the end of April and the end of August, uh, that'd be good. So, uh, so if you have kids, there's summer dates. Yeah. Yes, there but are summer dates. Not in July. They're not in July, but they are available through August and uh, through uh, June 18th. So, pretty much from uh, April 26th through June 18th, with the exception of uh, five nights at the end of May. From um, from Memorial Day weekend, yeah, probably. Exactly. So, but uh, congratulations, Stacy. Yeah, Stacy Way. Great prize. Congratulations. Uh, and just to clarify, that does not include airfare. <laughs> Got to get yourself out there. But once you get out there, I'm going to torture hotel and tickets tonight. are all taken care of. <laughs> so congratulations, Stacy, uh, on your on your prize. And that will do it for this uh, part two of our Disneyland show. We hope you enjoyed it. I want to say thank you to our special correspondents, David Parfit, Wendy Bell, Tony Spatel, and Nancy Johnson for their contributions. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.